Hi, I'm Sarah, and this is my daughter and my co-host, Allegra. You may know my mom from The Mom Hour. On this show, we talk about the books, shows, podcasts, and music that our family enjoys together, plus how we discover great media for kids and how we consume it. We also talk about other fun stuff like board games, tablet games, and movies. Today's episode is about arts and crafts, and specifically, the really hands-on kind. Not drawing and painting, but the stuff you build and make and get really messy with. Come on, Mom. Let's get started. Welcome, everybody, to episode 22 of Kid Literate. So this episode is about arts and crafts, and I thought of this topic because lately I've been getting into knitting, and I started with hand knitting, and now I'm doing needle knitting. And that made me think of all the other fun arts and crafts that we've been doing, like building and making stuff. And so I really thought this topic would be fun. Yeah. And I think it does relate to um, media because a lot of the ways we learn these arts and crafts nowadays has to do with video tutorials and YouTube. So we're going to get into that. Um, But I have to say the holidays are coming, which, you know, people get crafty at the holidays. And also we're spending more time at home. We're not going out to concerts and rehearsals and activities. So there's lots of time for um, to learn new handy crafts at home this winter. So I think this is a great topic. Yeah. But before we get into it, we're welcoming back our sponsor today. It's called StoryWorth. Yes. Allegra, do you remember when we gave Mormor and Grandpa a StoryWorth subscription a couple of years ago? So maybe you can tell everybody a little bit about it. Yeah, it's really cool. So we gave a StoryWorth subscription to my grandparents and every week they got an email with a question that prompted them to share a story about growing up or something about the family. Yeah, or just a thought provoking question that we'd never thought to ask them. The questions actually led to stories I'd never heard before, and these are my own parents we're talking about. So then they replied to that story worth email each week, and the service saved their written answers over the course of a year. At the end, they had a beautiful book bound for us that combined the written stories that they'd written with photos they'd added. It was a really cool keepsake. My grandparents decided to surprise us with all the stories at once at the end of the year. But if you choose, you can be included on the emails each week so you get to read the stories over time, which would be a really cool way to stay connected to family during this whole COVID situation. Yeah, I totally agree, Allegra. You can get started right away with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com slash kidlit. You'll get $10 off your first purchase when you use that link. Again, it's storyworth.com slash kidlit for $10 off. All right. So... Like I said before, I've been getting into knitting and I found a bunch of yarn and I wanted to do something with it, but I didn't know how to knit with needles and it sounded pretty complicated. So I looked up some crafts to do with yarn on like Pinterest and I found one that was finger knitting and I couldn't get the link to anything there, but I found a, um, a website that had pictures and I worked at it and it turned out really cool and I made some necklaces. And then that was like, I learned how to do it in one day. It's very simple. And so then I started learning how to make a hat, which I had to learn a different way to finger knit with all four fingers instead of just two. You know what finger knitting is like? Sorry. Um, But it's like how you used to do, I used to do rainbow loom on two fingers where Mm. like you wrap it around and then you take the bottom one and you put it over. Yeah. Actually, it's exactly like that. Okay. But with one continuous piece of string instead of many little bands. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I just realized that it's the exact same just with different material. 
Uh, I'm going to jump in and say that the yarn you used was um, like multicolored yarn, which also can make a very simple finger knit look exciting because yeah. the yarn was one of those where it like flowed from one color into another, into another. So mm-hmm. you end up with a colorful, even if it's re- a relatively simple mm-hmm. pattern. Yeah. And so I knitted a hat and it turned out too short. So it was more like, it was like a beanie, but it only stopped like right at my hairline. So it was more like, more like I'd put like a hot pad on my head instead of an actual like beanie hat. I was still impressed. But I- then I just finger knitted one long strand and then kind of like sewed it together with just a separate <laughs> piece of yarn. So it's not very sturdy, but it works and it's pretty. Then I knit another one. I can knit the hats pretty fast, but now I've started doing it with needles. So that has been turning out okay. Like, it, there's no holes in my knitting. The only problem is that I started out with 25 stitches that I cast on. And now I have 46 because I found out that I've been splitting the yarn. So I end up with more stitches. So it's going to end up like a triangle scarf. Well, um, I'm very impressed that you've learned all of this from YouTube. And thank goodness for YouTube. Um It does make me want to pick up knitting needles again. I know how to knit very simply, but it is fun. It's relaxing. And to me, the most fun is picking out the yarn because there's so Mm -hmm. many like fun, big, chunky, um, like chunky, thick, soft yarns or really pretty colors. Um, So I know you ordered your yarn from Etsy, right? With your own money. Mm -hmm. Um, Came from Germany. It did. And then we, of course, will link up the YouTube tutorials um, in our show notes. But you just found them by searching. I think mm-hmm. nothing special yeah, I there. I searched how to knit a scarf simple or easy. Yeah. And then the video that came up was like super easy knitting for beginners. Yep. And there you go. Off you went. And it was super um, instructive. Yeah. Good. Sometimes you have to try a few if if you're not feeling like you're getting it from one instructor might be better than another. Um, So, okay. What else have we been making with our hands lately? So a while ago, I think it was right after my birthday because I used birthday money to buy it. I got a jewelry making kit and I did that for a while. I haven't been doing that lately because I've been into knitting, but it was really fun. And so now I have a whole bunch of uh, jewelry. So this jewelry kit, It came in like a multi-tiered box. Like a tackle box. Yeah. It looks like a tackle box. And it has like beads and then pliers and stuff to like bend the little earring hook things. And it came with some chains to make necklaces. And then I brought separate a bunch of little charms. Yeah. So I've been mostly making earrings because I don't wear necklaces. Like I just don't remember to put them on. And this would be kind of the big kid tween version. Yeah, of- it's an adult kit. It's not like big like beads that you put onto like shoelaces. Right. Yeah. And we have some of those too, but everybody's seen those for younger kids. But um, this was a great would make a great gift for a tween too. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. We have to talk about origami and paper airplanes because your brother they're covering our house we are think our house is now made of origami paper oh my gosh they're everywhere um actually reed has always loved paper crafts um i've talked on the mom hour a couple times about those paper toy monster books that he got which are like these folded paper 3d folded paper art 
Um, they're they're not from one piece of paper. They have like pop out things with tabs, and then you glue the little tabs to each other. It's really frustrating if they break. And like, I don't really like them because they're fun, but then you can't really play with them because they break. And they're super frustrating to glue all the little tabs together. But Reed liked them. And so I think this is a personality difference between you and your brother because you like to make a lot of stuff and you're very flexible and creative. And you'll if something goes wrong, you'll you'll just improvise, like you said, with your hat. Yeah. Um, Reed actually enjoys the very methodical step by step detail oriented. And that part was frustrating or boring to you. But that's fun for him. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um. I guess for origami, we will link up um, some of his favorite YouTubers because he's gotten really into both origami Mm -hmm. and paper airplanes. And we'll link those up. There's also a website called Origami Way, which I liked for doing origami. And yeah, it's super simple. It's not videos. It's um, pictures, but the pictures are really easy to understand. Sometimes the pictures are sometimes on other websites. They're hard to understand the pictures. But this one makes it really easy to like draw lines on what you're doing. And so, okay, yeah. cool. That, that also has paper airplanes on there, but it's mostly origami. Origami way. Um, and then I would just say as a tip, if you have a kid who wants to get into this or um, you want to get them into it, um, having a, an assortment of paper and having a system in your house for, because <laughs> um, sometimes it can look like trash, to be honest. It can look like a crumpled piece of paper. And then you realize like, oh, no, that's a kangaroo that I folded. So um, having origami paper is not very expensive. Um, we'll link up a few packs. But you can buy it in packs of like 500. And it is fun to have all the colors and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but maybe you can have a system for reusing scrap paper for paper airplanes. Um, you know, figure out like a, a bin or a basket to hold the keepers and then have an agreement for how to get rid of the scraps because, oh my gosh, you will be drowning in paper. Um, but very fun. So that's yeah. origami and paper airplanes. Should we talk about sewing? Doesn't it seem like a thousand years ago that we um, were making masks and had the sewing yes. machine out all the time? So I'll talk about this a little bit. Back in the beginning of COVID, like many people, we busted out the sewing machine and we got a pattern and we learned to make masks when when they, this is when they weren't available, like everywhere yeah, like, like they are now. Um, and we have a basic sewing machine. It's a good sewing yeah. machine, but it's nothing fancy. Um, but actually, I enjoy hand sewing, too. And Allegra, you've made a whole... You know, you you made your quilt with the machine, but you've mm-hmm. also done quite a bit of hand sewing over over time. Yeah. Um, if you listening have younger kids and you as an adult do not know how to sew, I would not be intimidated by it. I've met several other adults who don't even know how to sew a button or a patch on. And I guess I feel really lucky that I did learn to sew as a kid and I'm very comfortable on a machine and I'm comfortable hand sewing as well. Um, but it's don't be intimidated. It's not hard. It's actually way easier than knitting and some other things. Machine sewing Much is easier than knitting. Yeah. Machine sewing is easy. Hand sewing is easy. So maybe as a parent, you could learn with your kid on some YouTube tutorials. Um, because my favorite part of sewing, just like my favorite part of knitting is the yarn, but times a thousand, my favorite part of sewing is fabric because fabric is like, it's like art and design and craft all in one. Because, and then you get to make it into something. Yeah. And but usually the- what I make it into is not that interesting, but I love shopping for fabric. Um, and my tip there, I always loved to go into fabric stores and search the remnant section, which is basically the clearance. It's where clearance fabric goes to die because when they cut large swaths of fabric, um, 
they cut it to order, meaning someone goes in and needs three yards or they need half a yard or they need six yards. And at the end, there's something left over that's not big enough for anybody's project. And so they roll it up in this tiny roll and they charge like a dollar for it or $3. And you can get such fun prints and different fabrics for so cheap. So what not I not if you want to sew like a dress, but if you want to sew like, I don't know, I sewed a, a quilt with just yeah, like, little, little scraps. They're not like tiny little strips or anything. No, sometimes like, you'll get half a yard or a quarter yard. You'll get, yeah. you can get big remnants. Um, in the time of COVID, I would really recommend calling your local fabric stores. They, I mean, all of our local businesses really need our help right now. And just asking, do you have a remnant section? What have you got? You know, see if they do curbside or if you can come in with your mask and pick it up. But um, there is nothing I love more than like a basket full of fabric scraps. It's just it's just opportunity waiting to happen. So and then there's like whole YouTube channels dedicated to doing stuff with fabric scraps. Right. Yep. You can. And there's also no sew patterns as well. We haven't gotten into that as yeah. much, but where you like tie strips together and make it like a like a blanket or a headband or, you know, use an old T-shirt. There's a whole bunch yeah. you can do with no sew patterns as well. So. All right. That was my excitement about busting out the sewing machine. So I think another fun way to do craft projects is to have a kit because sometimes, you know, the open ended stuff is fun. But sometimes for inspiration, it helps. It's hard to start and it's hard to know. And sometimes you fall into the same pattern. So um, over on the Mom Hour, we have a sponsor called Annie's Kit Clubs. Um, And so if you listen to the Mom Hour, you've heard us talk about them there. But it's basically a subscription, a monthly subscription kit for crafting. And they have woodworking. They have the Young Woodworkers Club. They have the Creative Girls Club. They have an adult one called Creative Woman. They actually have 13 different craft kits. Um, But what's cool about them is they just arrive with everything you need and you Mm -hmm. end up learning a new craft technique each time. So you guys have had fun because of my, you know, because they're a client of mine. You've gotten to try some for free, um, which has really been fun. But I think it's a great gift. And um, with this COVID winter we're heading into, just knowing that a craft project is going to show up every month. um, Yeah. I think you can like save them for a time when you like have nothing to do. Yeah. Yep. Um, so even though they're sponsoring the mom hour, not this show, um, we'll make sure you all listening know how to get those deals. So we have some really good deals with them right now. And I know this is airing, I think on the 14th of December. So if you wanted to have something in hand by Christmas, you'd probably need to get right on that. It might be too late to have it in hand, but you could still gift it. Um, and, and know that those are coming every month. So yeah, like have a picture of it or like explain to the person. Yeah. Or pair it with something else, pair it with like you know, a, a craft box, like a, yeah. you know, mixed. like here's this thing and then more will be coming every Yeah, time. I like that idea. Okay. Um, do you want to talk about our Harry Potter wands? So like we said last episode, we're super into the Harry Potter audiobooks and the Harry Potter books. And so we decided that we would make Harry Potter wands. We decided this because we were going to a Harry Potter play camp um, and we needed wands for the final, like, Dress rehearsal thing. This is last summer, pre-COVID. Last summer, yeah. yeah. When people actually went to camps in groups. Mm-hmm. And so we just took some, um, they weren't chopstick. No, they're skewers. Skewers, yeah. Mm-hmm, the wooden kind. You can get like them in the grocery skinny store. Skinny wooden dowels. Not mm-hmm. like the thick ones. But not like, not even dowel. Like, no. the, like a kebab. Yeah. 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 And so we used hot glue, paint, and like beads and stuff. To make like these really cool looking wands. 
So, like, Violet likes to paint hers bright colors with puffballs, and then me and Reed like more, like, um, wooden-looking ones, like, with hot glue, like, details and stuff. Yeah, so the, let me jump in and explain. The hot glue is not just about gluing things together. It actually becomes, it adds texture to the yeah. end of the wand. so it makes it so look you, like wood, like... right. You're kind of almost like a 3D pen wood. You're building mm-hmm. structure around the wood to make it fatter in like cool and kind of gnarled designs. Yeah. And then you can paint over that whole thing to make it look uniform. Yeah. Or- and I would say even if you're not into Harry Potter, who doesn't love a magic wand? And yeah. you, like you said, you can make them like bright and cheery and glittery and unicorny or you can make them spooky and scary and, you know, or somewhere in the middle, just like nocturnally ish. Um, that was dad led you guys through that craft and you have actually done it more than once where we yeah. actually replenished supplies and made them again. And we have an entire bin of wands. We'll have to share a picture in the show notes. Cause I don't know if, if it is as clear how cool they are when they're completed. Yeah. That's a fun one. And it's really fun when you get, um, the supplies during Halloween time. I know that's not probably possible right now, but if like there's a sale on Halloween stuff. Yeah, you guys had like little skeleton beads and things yeah. to add that made them kind of spooky. Um, well, I know we just have a couple more things. I just wanted to offer more of a tip rather than a project. Um, when we moved into our current house in July, I really tried to organize our arts and crafts supplies in a way that you guys could be creative and we could still stay organized and all of that. Um So we have what we call a mixed media bin. And um, this is like the place that you go if you want to do a craft, but you're not sure what. And I love it because I can peek in there and kind of see what we might need more of. Um, So some some examples of things that go in our mixed media bin are things that could be incorporated into any project. So I like washi tape, lots of washi tape, Um, puff balls, just the, the kind you buy at the craft store, like assorted puff balls. Um, I throw stickers in there cause we're not, we're not like a huge sticker collecting family. So, um, I throw stickers in there, yarn, maybe not your full blown knitting yarn, but just assorted yarn and twine and string. Yeah, the yarn that we have has been like, there's like no pieces that are like very long. It's like, because every time that we start, it's like in a ball, but every time that we start <laughs> a new strand of yarn, we take one that's a loop and cut it in half to get an end instead of finding yeah, the you're end. Not, that's not, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, we're not supposed to do that, <laughs> but yeah. Um, but yeah, so yarn scraps, ribbon, so scraps of ribbon. Mm-hmm. I've even put, um, if we ever get really cool wrapping paper, I'll put um, scraps of cool paper in there. Um, and so it's so much fun to have a mixed media bin. Mm-hmm. And then it's fun for me to kind of curate it. Um, you could put glitter and glitter glue in there. Um, what else? Is there anything other? I think the glitter goes into the ask mom first bin. We do have an ask mom first bin. That is, that is a true story. It's mostly glitter. We also have beads are in a separate thing. So beads, but beads could go in your mixed media bin. So that's like, that's like the bin you take out when you're just like, make me something or like if Violet wanted to make Thanksgiving centerpieces, that's like where you go to find like, what cool thing could I hot glue on here? We do keep our hot glue gun and our glue sticks in there. Um, so yeah, just a little tip for a mixed media bin. You don't, it, it can be kind of a jumble. I think as long as it doesn't have trash in it, every once in a while I'll go in and I'll make sure that, you know, the backings of stickers and like the, the empty roll of ribbon or something that you, you don't want to have to root through trash, but I don't think it has to be super organized. Cause that's no. part of the fun. It's like yeah. a, it's like, like, Hey, look, I just found this thing. Yeah. It's your, it's your scrap basket kind of for all mixed media. So, um, 
Okay. Should we talk about what we've been reading lately? What about you? So I am reading Thomas Jefferson, The Art of Power by John Meacham. And this is the biography of Thomas Jefferson. And I kind of took a break when I was reading all that sci-fi, but I'm hoping to get back onto it. And so it's, it's really good so far. And so I'm only at like, he still hasn't, he has, he's already written the Declaration of Independence, but like, and they've won the war, but he hasn't gone to France yet. So, so I don't know how much you know about Thomas Jefferson, but he goes to <laughs> France and he's not there yet. This is sort of the opposite of reading the Hamilton biography, both of which yeah. are not for children. I mean, they're, no. they're well, the it's adult. Not inappropriate. It's just not just interesting. Long most people. and boring. The Ligris chosen, chosen genre, long, boring history. <laughs> I have a book on my nightstand by John Meacham, actually. Maybe I'll what talk about that one. Yeah, because on our show outline, under your name, it says literally nothing that you're reading right now. I know. I know. Uh, I am just have been in a slump this fall. Um, so I keep trying to find things to talk about that I'm not actually actively reading. Um, but you mentioned a John Meacham book. He is everywhere right now. I think he has some new books this winter. I keep hearing about him being interviewed on podcasts. So he's a history writer, Pulitzer Prize winner. Um, more and more, my mom, your grandmother, got me his book called The Soul of America, The Battle for Our Better Angels. And this one looks back at American history um, during other times that were um, difficult and divisive, kind of like the time we're living through right now, and kind of looks at how different leaders um, shaped history um, during dark times. So very relevant for right now. Um, and I keep hearing great things. So that is The Soul of America by John Meacham that I am not reading, but intend to. Okay, so Allegra, this is actually our last episode of 2020. We are, so just a couple of announcements. We're going to take it, we're normally every two weeks, we're going to take an extra week off Um so there will be no new episode on the 28th, but then we'll come back the following week, the first Monday of 2021. We will be back on January 4th. Um, and we're actually planning that whole episode to be themed around what you all are reading and have been reading. Um, a whole what you're reading episode. A whole, And we've done that once before where we take your book recommendations. They can be from anything from little babies and toddlers and preschoolers all the way on up through teens and adults. Um, send us your emails to hello at kidliteratepodcast.com. Just tell us who you are and where you live and what ages are in your home and what books everyone's been enjoying. I know lots of people are going to get books as gifts um, over the holidays. So yeah, we can't wait to hear what everybody's reading. And then we'll use that um, to just offer a whole bunch of book recommendations when we yeah. come back in and January. And if you can, record yourself. I like wants you to record your voice. And email that to hello at kidliteratepodcast.com. Um, and yeah, we just wish you very happy holidays, whatever you celebrate and however you are celebrating um, through these next winter weeks. Um, we wish you the very best and we'll talk to you in 2021. Bye, everyone. Happy holidays. Kid Literate is a production of Life Listened. Our sound engineer is Brian Thomas from Yokai Audio. You can find links to everything we mentioned at kidliteratepodcast.com and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show wherever you listen. Thanks! Thanks!